conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where it is not only Thanksgiving, but it is also No Nuance November. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and my No Nuance November take is the American education system has failed us since most people don't know where the candle wax goes. Also joining me today is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? (laughs) Wait, what? Like when a candle melts? Yeah, they're like, where does the candle wax go? It goes in your nose. That's where the smell comes from. I was going to say, doesn't it evaporate? Like, yeah, evaporate, but... I've seen I've seen many many video. Maybe my issue is that I was judging the level of education in America by videos I see on TikTok. But I see videos on TikTok of people being, "Where does the candle wax go? How does this work?" I can't wrap my head around this, Dan. People don't. <laughs> I, okay, I'm actually going to be completely honest. We were talking before we started the episode about various types of alcohol, and my original intro was going to be. My No Nuance November take is you don't actually like whiskey. You just like lying to yourself and pretending to be manly. But yes. that felt like a direct attack at one of your co-workers. Oh, no. He probably would not have. I mean. Does he, he listen? Do, he, doesn't listen. he doesn't listen. But also he probably. He's. Very nice. Okay. He probably would not have picked up on that is what I'm saying. <laughs> Read between the lines. Anyway, Anna, how are you? You know, Dan, Gage hurt his leg, so he put on some Icy Hot, and my whole house smells like a wintergreen lifesaver. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> how are you? I'm oh, he good. was also... I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm good. That's it. Good. I have nothing to add. I was just going to say Gage was walking around in a sweatshirt and his underwear because, you know, he put the Icy Hot on. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I'm you with my shorts and my big sweatshirt. Oh, as I get lost. Um, first, sorry that this episode didn't come out last week. Anna got cast in a, another show, so congrats Woo! to Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Dan. Uh, but how dare you? Listen. How dare you this how dare you not place this podcast at the top of your priority list? I last week was last week last week was a crazy. <laughs> it was a movie. It was <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, it was crazy. I um didn't expect to get I didn't audition for this show, right? Cuz oh, originally ooh. Okay, that sounds so bougie. It's not. This guy <laughs> I've been auditioning for to oh, I've been auditioning for him since his theater opened in 2019. So I've auditioned for him twice. Mm-hmm. And every single time I audition, he doesn't cast me. But he's always like, you're so talented. We have to work together. And I'm like, I'm getting very mixed signals. But then he calls me and he goes, hey, we want to have understudies for this show. We're using the same cast as we did last year. But we need, un- or the first time we did in 2019, but we need understudies in case of COVID. Are you free? And I was like, hell yeah. So. There you go. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not as thrilling as it sounds, but it's cool. Playing the role of swing number seven. Literally, I am female swing. Thank you. <laughs> but I do have a performance, so. Ooh. Yeah. On December 22nd. Ooh. Mm. Uh, everybody mark your calendars to fly to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Or drive to Wisconsin. Or manifest yourself to Wisconsin. Take train. Walk to Wisconsin. Bicycle to Wisconsin in Float. December. Teleport. Apparate. Mm-hmm. What other transportation modes are there? Time travel. Oh, teleportation. Go there now. You already said teleport. Yeah, but I, it's my favorite, so I said it twice. Okay. Um, secondly, based on the date when this episode is going out, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy gobble gobble. Gobble till I, you wobble. I apologize that this is what you're getting on Thanksgiving. Ugh. I'm not thankful, Dan. I am, I am also not thankful. The, <laughs> the last note I have before we get into it, this episode may be a little shorter because I don't know about you, Anna, but I have not watched this movie since I watched it for when we were supposed to record last week. So oh, yeah. some of my thoughts may have disappeared into the ether. Uh, me too. I definitely think a lot of my rage is still with me, though. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, this movie is predictable. Anyway. This movie is predictable. And it, um, anyway, the movie we're talking about today is Patch Adams. Which I had not heard of before we decided to do this. Mm-hmm. I think I've said it a million times. My parents are not huge Robin Williams fans, so I just didn't watch all of his movies growing up. So I missed out a lot on a lot of films. The, calling this a film is uh, high praise. Well, there's a lot of good movies that he was in. <laughs> this is, I mean, I did watch The Birdcage from time to time when I was a youth, but uh-huh. that's a film. This is a movie. <laughs> this is a high budget lifetime movie. This is um, exhausting. Released in 1998, directed by Tom Shadiak, screenplay by Steve Odekirk. It's a pronunciation minefield here. It really uh, is. Produced by Mike Farrell, who played BJ on MASH. Oh, gotta do something with that MASH money. Barry Kemp, the man who created Newhart and Coach, the TV shows. Mm. Uh, Marvin Minhoff, the guy who produced the Frost-Nixon interviews in 1977. Which were later made into a movie called Frost Nixon. (laughs) Which is based on a play called Frost Nixon. Gasp, gasp, gasp. Gasp, gasp. It's it's Frost Nixon all the way down. Uh, Charles (laughs) Newworth, who was was a location manager on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm just trying to see uh, what I could connect all these producers to. And Marsha Garces-Williams... Who was married to Robin Williams until they divorced in 2010? Hmm. Were they married at the time, or was this when they met? Oh wait, yeah, they, you said her last name was Williams already. Yes, they were is married this, from 1989 to 2010. Is this Zelda's mother then? Yes. Ah. She was Robin Williams' personal assistant. That's how they met. Yeah, they met when Robin Williams was dating, was married to his wife, Valerie. Where? The scandal. Yeah. 
Wow. I'm going to say it. I feel like people involved in theater and movies, they're all kind of loose. The arts are the most incestual business there is. They really are. Like, I've, the amount of people I know who are like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend because I did a show with this guy and he was cute. Like, it's, <laughs> I was one of them once. <laughs> Not as an adult. I mean, I got it on lock. But I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I met my current significant other while I was dating somebody else, but I did a show with this person. I'm like... Wowie zowie. Yeah, anyone who's not involved with the arts currently, think uh, that makes that sound so pretentious. Um, <laughs> Dan, anyone who's not involved with the artistic performances. Of turn the off this podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, what I'm going to say is think back to the horniest people that you knew in high school, and they were 100% either in band or in theater, and just Wait. know that nothing has changed <laughs> as they have grown up. I was about to say, no, it was the band kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You never got went to go into, like, the band locker room that they had oh for all their God. instruments. There'd be people, mm-hmm. like, making out in oh, the yeah. lockers. Yeah. 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 Hiding behind a tuba case. Hiding in a tuba. Orchestra, <laughs> Orchestra kids <laughs> would hide behind the basses. Yeah. Full stop. I, I quit playing stand-up bass too early to ever experience that. I stopped in eighth grade. Mm. Oh, I mean, like, I my first boyfriend ever... We dated for approximately two weeks. We were theater kids. Mm-hmm. And he and I dated. He's my neighbor. Hi, Charlie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a really cool dude. Um, I actually, he went to Marquette for grad school. And one day we met up for coffee. And like three people saw me sitting with him in the coffee shop. And they were like, who's that guy? Ooh. And I was like, my ex from high school, who is my friend. Yeah, your like, ex, in quotes. Literally, really we like held hands. Ex. We kissed like twice. Like <laughs> my parents were so my parents had such little fear about the two of us being together that they actively left us at home alone. Like, oh my gosh. Well that makes sense. You were neighbors. You've probably uh, known each other for a while. Yeah, I mean anyway, he was a cellist and mm. I was an I was a violinist and also we did theater together and during Susical we started dating and then I broke up with him for the drama and he cried all day at school the next day and then we got back together and then we broke up because he studied abroad in Prague one summer with his orchestra group. This sounds like the plot of a YA novel. I mean yeah except less romantic because we were awkward and we thought it was like like people were well, I made a girl jealous because she had a crush on him and he and I held hands and she Ooh. was so, it was, it was somebody that I didn't like, but I was like in the same friend group with. Anyway, Dan, that's a, the history of high slowly, schoolers are the horniest. Slowly but surely, I am piecing together your entire past dating life and you're saying it in public on this podcast. It's fine. One, I don't One mind. week when we don't have an episode, I'm just going to edit together everything you've said. About former relationships and see what what happens. What map, what psychological <laughs> profile we've gathered. You'll learn so much. No, I don't know. It's kind of, I like, you know, I like talking about relationship stuff. I love asking other people about their relationships and I like have no, no issue with talking about mine. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe my exes would say something else. They'd be like, whoa, <laughs> stop putting my dirty laundry out there. I'd be like, well, it's my dirty laundry. Maybe that's laundry the reason too. we're exes. Ah. Uh, anyway, and I love hearing about other people's gossip. I will literally tell you anytime. Yeah. Oh my god. Every guy I've dated did theater or played an instrument or both. Wow. Literally, ew. 
Like every Throw guy I've seriously dated. a soccer dated. player or something. I, I mean. Anyway, Patch Adams starred Robin Williams, Monica Potter, Philip Seymour Hoffman, a king, Bob Gunton, Daniel London, uh, Peter Coyote, that's his real name. That's a stripper name. I know. Uh, and Alan Tudyk. Tudyk? Yes! Tudyk? I don't remember. I don't know Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Oh my okay. God, Diana. I don't know how to pronounce I know who he is. Alan Tudyk. I recognized him immediately. He's Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. He's Hey Hey, the chicken. <laughs> He's also in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. He was the voice of King Candy. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he's a, a renowned voice actor. He, yeah. He's a good egg. Good egg. Hey, wasn't he in Firefly? I don't I know. I never Probably. watched Firefly, but I think he was. He. I mean, I just know he does a lot of work for Disney. Yes. Like a lot of sound effects yeah, and a lot of... He is getting that Disney money. Good for I him. I mean, get it. Get that bread. Uh, I need to say who the cinematographer was on this because of his name Fidon Papa Michael oh he is Greek and I definitely butchered both his first and his last name I mean go off king yeah cinematograph this movie he was also the cinematographer for cool runnings (gasps) he also was getting that Disney bread (laughs) um and recently he's the cinematographer for Ford v Ferrari trial of the Chicago 7 and the new Indiana Jones movie Hmm. Wait, what was that reaction for Ford versus Ferrari? Boring movie about cars. Uh, no Five stars. You. Great movie theater experience. Because you're literally I, ancient. I, Wait, was Matt Damon in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's hot. But other than that. <laughs> I I saw it in like IMAX. It was so fun. I never want to watch it again. Five stars. That's you're... also my review for 1917. So do with you're that so what you will. old. I, uh, I paid money to sit in the front row and see a special edition screening of Rocky Four a week ago. Oh, my God. You think God. that uh, my taste is ever to be judged or believed? No, you shouldn't. No. I love um, you, Dan, but that's, yeah, not a vibe. No. <laughs> uh, released on December 25th, 1998, so it's a Christmas gift like coal that's also shit in your stocking. Yeah, for uh, real. With a budget of either 50 or 90 million dollars, no one's I hope quite it sure, wasn't 90. It made 202 million dollars at the box office. That seems high. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of 22%, with the critical consensus saying syrupy performances and directing make this dramedy all too obvious. Roger Ebert gave the movie one and a half stars. He wrote, Patch Adams made me want to spray the screen with Lysol. It's shameless. It's not merely a tearjerker. It extracts tears individually by liposuction without anesthesia. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, it's predictable. And it just it paints mental health in a a negative light, which also I don't love. Mm -hmm. And it just. I don't know. What the real Patch Adams was like. I'm gonna I go can ahead tell and you assume... what the real Patch Adams said about the movie. Oh, I know he didn't like it. His exact quote is, I hate that movie. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying this has anything to do with Robin Williams or anybody else in the cast. 
Mm-hmm. I think the script was written to make Patch Adams a pretentious fuck. Yeah, right? Who thinks he can... Like, the way he treats women, Corinne, in that movie... Made me want to rip my eyes out. And the way he talks to her, and the way he talks to, like, people above him... uh, People who are equal... Just people. The way he talks to people. Oh, my God. I was honestly disgusted. Yeah. He, Didn't like The him. movie portrayed him as the kind of guy who... I'm not saying that bullying is ever right. But the kind of guy who <laughs> needed to get bullied at some point. Just like a, a little. Just like a touch. Yeah. Not even... I was bullied a little and look at me. Yeah. Why do you think you're not insufferable? <laughs> well, that's up for debate. <laughs> I mean, you're somewhat sufferable. They tried to beat the the uh, they tried to beat the boy craziness out of me, and it just got worse. So, <laughs> uh, the the worst part about this movie, I think, and I am of the belief that movies based on a true story are just that based on a true story they're not supposed oh, yeah. to be one-to-one adaptations of it no because um, like think about all the scary stories out there even elton john's biopic i'm sure there was some stretching and you know yeah like bohemian rhapsody i don't care that that's basically all made up i care that the movie sucks um, oh, really it was all made up i mean it, it was all not all made up, but it's all made to make Freddie Mercury seem like a god. Cause well, people do worship him. I May know. he rest in peace. Um, the worst part is the the character of Corinne, played mm-hmm. by Monica Potter, um, mm-hmm. didn't exist. That woman I, is not real. I know. I googled her left and right, and... Nothing came up. She is based on one of Patch Adams' good friends. Mm. A who woman wasn't or a, a woman. Man. Okay. They that, added her. Who, all, who, him. who died by suicide or died in an accident, I think. Not mm-hmm. by suicide. Um, who, who died in an accident and for some, they couldn't, that wasn't enough of an emotional turning point for the 90s Disney movie. So they had to make it a an emotional romantic love. Um and then everything is fixed because he stared at a valley. If I was her, I would not. I would have walked, ran far away from him. Any advance he made would have been met with a rejection. I don't care how much he loves helping other people. The way he approaches you as a person is creepy. Yes. He was also so. 20 years older than 30. 20 years older than her. Yeah, it was yucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway... Do you know what the vibe of this episode is going to be? <laughs> Dan, I know for a fact Gage is going to be like, you guys just complained the whole time. Like, yeah, we did. You know what I tell him to say? Do you know what I say to him about that? What? Defend the movie, Gage. Come on here. Defend he it. Never. No, because he's a coward. He's afraid. He can't stand the heat. Ooh, this is the podcast gonna... Thunderdome. He can't stand he the heat. You're right. It's still icy right now. Poor little legs. Poor little leggies. See what I... We're making Gage into a better person by bullying him on this podcast. See what <laughs> <Gage>. I mean? <laughs> He's a good guy. I love him so much. It's fine. 
I tolerate him to a point. Um, <laughs> so the movie starts out and Patch Adams uh, admits himself into a mental institution because of suicidal thoughts. And good for him. I mean, yeah, that's a step in the right direction. You know, he wants to improve his life. He takes control and charge of his mental health. Good on him. Mm -hmm. That's not Uh, where the beef lies. No. Uh, When he's in the menstrual menstrual institution. The menstrual institution, yes. The walls are lined with blood, but it it kind of cleans itself every month. Thank you. Good. Um, Love that energy. He, he sees the, the guards, they don't treat the, the patients in there with any sort of humanity. They're just cuckoos. They're crazy people. They can't count the number of fingers on the hand. They're Alan Tudyk. They're the guy from oh. Jurassic Park. Hold on. Hold everything. The gentleman who plays his roommate was Mr. Noodle on yes. Elmo's World. And I could not get over that. I That's was watching what, this movie and I kept yelling, Mr. Noodle, like a child. So That is what Anna Horst pointed out to me the moment that he showed up on screen. Yeah. She was like, do you know who that is? That's Mr. Noodle. I was like, why do I recognize this man? Why do I recognize this man? Gage Googled him and he's like, Mr. Noodle. And I was like, <gasps> and he was like, what? And it's like, you didn't watch Elmo's World growing up? Weird flex. Uh, to be honest, she actually said, that's the guy from the Green Mile first before she said oh, Mr. Noodle. I knew Mr. Uh, Noodle. I recognize him from Sister Act 2 back in The Habit. He's a priest. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. Sister Act 2, growing up, not even growing up, still to this day. If I had to tell you the five most common things that were on television, mm-hmm. uh, there would be Sister... No, it, this is in no particular order. Uh, mm-hmm. Sister Act 2... Air Force One, original Law and Order, um, The Amazing Race, ooh, and then Chicago Cubs baseball games with the sound turned off on the TV and the radio broadcast on coming from the kitchen. What? Because the radio announcers were better than the TV announcers and the delay wasn't that bad. Okay. If you ask people from Chicago or the Chicagoland area... Others have done so. I'll ask Gage's grandpa. He loves the Cubs, even though all the rest of them are big Sox fans. Mm. Well, you know, there there's usually at least one good person from a family. It was Papa. <laughs> I, I am, I am of course joking. I don't actually hate Gage. Well, I do. Not kidding. <laughs> Uh, but when Patch realizes through being in this mental institution and going through group therapy with these people that the power of humor has a has an effect on people. Whether I mean, or not yeah. it has an actual healing effect on them, we're not shown in the movie, but it makes them feel better in the moment. Yeah, because that's literally what laugh. Whatever, it's fine. Uh... To, to quote Weird Al Yankovic, laughter is the very best medicine. Remember that when your appendix bursts next week. No! <laughs> That's bad. You can't laugh if your appendix bursts and you rip your stimches out. Even better. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Patch checks himself out of the mental hospital against the advice of the doctor there who's... The movie just portrays him as a pencil-pushing bitch. Um, well, because they're like, oh, the 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 doctor, because Patch, like, says a bunch of random-ass shit and realizes that 
the doctor doesn't actually care about what he's saying. He's like, you're making great improvements, so he's not saying anything. Also, Dan, you skipped over why he's called Patch. He's called Do you Patch. remember? Does he have a hole in his pants or something? No. Um, the one care. architect or whoever who's in the hospital mm-hmm. has like a leak in his cup. And Robin Williams puts a band-aid over the hole. And he's like, good job, Patch. Because he patched it up. Imagine walking somewhere and seeing a trash can tipped over. And Mm -hmm. you go and you tip the trash can back up. And you you put the the assorted litter back into the trash can. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, a passerby, a passing uh, municipal sanitation worker walks past. Mm -hmm. uh, And they're like, good job, garbage! (laughs) And that's the name you take from now on. That's what he did. Oh, when when I worked at the radio station, one of my coworkers was having a baby. And she asked her daughter what she should name it. And the daughter was like, trash can. (laughs) (laughs) And I think about that a lot. (laughs) Oh, my God. I assume that she didn't. She did not name the baby trash can. Honestly, bad move. That's unfortunate. Um, So even though on his permanent medical record, it says that he was checked out of the mental institution against doctor's advice. um, Two years pass and he enrolls in the Medical College of Virginia, uh, which is now the VCU School of Medicine. Do you know who else graduated from the VCU School of Medicine? No guess? Uh, I can't think of his name right now, even though Philip Seymour Hoffman. From the VCU School of Medicine? Yeah, in this movie, he's going to school there. Oh, I mean, he, he probably Are we did. talking about real That's, life? Yeah, I'm talking about real people. Oh. I don't know. Me neither. Wait, Megan uh, the Stallion just got her, uh, her nursing degree. Let's look where she graduated from. Is this like a real degree or is it an honorary degree? No, she went to school. Oh, good for her. I know. Um, I'm, I'm on the VCU School of Medicine page, and it's Baruj Benacerif, Georgia Chenevik's Trench, and Jeffrey Taubenberger. So apparently you have mm. to have a multi-syllable last name to graduate. She went to Prairie View A&M and Texas, Texas Southern University. Yeah, that sounds like Texas. Yeah. Good for her. Good for Megan. Um, anyway, bad to the movie. Patch, <laughs> the oldest first-year student uh, among the group. Because he's like 80. Yeah. First lie of the movie, he wasn't. Also, the mental institution never happened in real life. Patch Adams oh. was like 20-something when he enrolled here. So a he was a normal age. So they made him seem like a non-traditional student for flair? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Uh, Why are we lying? Why are you always lying? (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, So when he's at the school, he's kind of turned off by the the whole school's soulless approach to medicine. First years aren't supposed to interact with patients at all. His roommate is Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is by far the best actor in this film and giving the best performance of anyone miles ahead in his six minutes that he's on screen. I mean... Again, Robin Williams is a great actor. 
I think a lot of it has to do with how poorly the script was written. Full offense. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, to to put some spice on the uh, spice is the wrong word, but the the man who Flair. wrote this, uh, he also wrote Ace the two Ace Ventura movies. Oh Jesus! The Nutty Professor. No. Uh, the Nutty Professor two. The Jimmy no. Neutron movie. Wait, okay, I'm back in. I saw that in theaters when I was little. Uh, his best one is probably Bruce Almighty. Love Bruce Almighty. Uh, and he also founded O Entertainment. Um, like Oprah? No, like the company that made Jimmy Neutron. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so, loved Jimmy Neutron when I was little. Yeah, he and he's the guy who makes the Thumb movies. Thumb movies. Like Thumb Wars, the parody, Star Wars. It's all with thumbs. I, I, I'm sorry, Dan. You're not, I'm not with you anymore. Anyway, he's successful. Yeah, I mean, I loved Jimmy Neutron going up, growing up. I loved Jimmy Neutron growing up. Had like a remote control car. Mm-hmm. Like it was a giant wheel and Jimmy was inside of it. And it was, it was cool. That was a bad description, but it was cool. <laughs> Had this car, man. It had wheels and a yep. driver. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Um, I watched the Jimmy Neutron movie recently. It's fine. It hold, it held up better than I thought it did, and it also has Space Cowboys by NSYNC in it. So oh hell yeah, I have to love it. I'm um, peeing in the shower. Right? Doesn't Sheen do that? Still doing it. I can't believe Sheen got a girlfriend in that series. I I know he's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my head around it. I can't believe that Carl Weezer never had his love requited. Requited? Jimmy's mom. Jimmy's mom. (laughs) I love Carl. Gage calls me Mrs. Fowl sometimes because of my nose. So mean. So mean. I want to watch Jimmy Neutron now. Nick, the cool kid who just flip his hair at the talent show. That show is so good. Oh, okay, we should anyway. just change this to a review of the Jimmy Neutron movie. <laughs> we can review the Jimmy Neutron movie sometime. I had the soundtrack when I was little, too. I did, too. It's a good soundtrack. Oh, it's a good movie. Like I said, uh, I saw it in theaters, so my parents, they took me to see it. Because they liked the show, too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Patch, also, he dislikes the Dean, Dean Walcott, who you may recognize as the voice of Mr. Krabs. Yes! Clancy! Everybody in this movie has been in something better. Uh, oh, sorry. No, he's not the voice of Mr. Krabs. I always get that mixed up. Um, oh, is he it Patrick? Plays the, no, he's the prison warden in Shawshank Redemption. And Clancy Brown is a prison guard Are in Shawshank Redemption. Are you kidding me? That's a really big difference. Dan. Yeah, I know. I get it. I'm sorry. I thought it was Clancy. You know I don't know what people's faces look like. Yeah, no. The, the actor's name is... Uh, Joseph Sumner, I think. Mm. Uh, oh, no, it's not. Well, I've only seen Shawshank Redemption once, and you know how I feel about that film. It's great, and your it's opinion so is wrong. long. Um, yeah, that's why you don't watch it in one sitting. You watch it at whatever point you turn TNT on and it's at, and then you go away, and then you come back at another time and turn it on and just pick it up again. It's like Forrest Gump. You never watch Forrest Gump oh, in one I sitting. Oh, I love Forrest Gump. The summer before my freshman year of high school, I watched it every single day because I was depressed. Jesus. 
Also, um, I dated somebody whose favorite movie was Shawshank Redemption, in case you want to add that to your little list of nuggets of information about ex-boyfriends of mine. Write that down, write that down. Write that uh, down. <laughs> hear that, assistant that we have? Write it down, mark it. <laughs> mark it. Uh, sorry, the, the actor's name is Bob Gunton. Oh. Um, and... He is in a bunch of other movies that you may have seen, you may not. He's in the new uh, Ghostbusters movie. The one that's coming out soon? That yeah, one looks really good, actually. Afterlife. Yeah, uh, I'll be seeing that one. That's a different one. opinion than me. But Oh, I think it looks good. I have that picture of you and Nick Cordier in front of the uh, Ghostbusters car on Marquette's campus. you remember that? I do. I don't have that picture. I have that picture. Cool. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Um, but he doesn't... He just does the motion capture, and then Harold Ramis's likeness is superimposed over him in the new movie. Spoiler. Oh my! Um, well, yeah, but Patch doesn't like him because he's rigid and strict and has rules. Is he a dick? Yeah, it's yeah. the '60s, man. All, all figures of authority are dicks. He's a literally real the dick, president though. is a dick. Marr. Marr. That's my Nixon impression. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad we just both did our Nixon impressions. I'm reading a book about Nixon, and it's really interesting. It's also a thousand pages, so I'm I on page think... 60 something. I don't think I'd make it. It sounds too dry. I should. After this, I'm going to read the sequel to it, which is about Reagan. Um, oh. Also a thousand pages. Oh. You know. I think it's because I'm very interested in, like, the 80s. Uh -huh. The Reagan one sounds slightly more appealing to me. But still, still, I am not drawn to a book about presidents at all. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Alf Landon biography that's a thousand pages long. The former governor of New York in the 20s. And Why did I think you were talking about Potential Democratic alien? candidate for president in 1932. Oh. He was not the actual Democratic candidate, though. That was FDR. When you said elf, I thought you meant the little alien. I ate the cat! Yeah, that That's one. my elf impression. Good job. It's about as good as my Nixon. Um, so, Patch also meets uh, his his friend Truman, who seems like he should A not be friends nerd. with Patch. Um, he seems impressionable. That's true. And so Patch sets up a... a he gets in trouble because he interacts with patients. He goes into the children's ward and acts like a clown. Um, it's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. But also, he went directly into the children's ward where they all have cancer and they could have ripped tubes out and... And he could have gotten know. them, given them something because they're all immunocompromised and he's coming yeah. in from doing who knows what. Hasn't washed a single hand and not a mask in sight. Mm -mm. Sounds like a lot of places these days. <laughs> um... And then he also gets in trouble because for some reason he is in charge of the decorating committee for a visiting group of doctors who are coming to the school. Oh, okay. This part actually did make me laugh really hard. And he, he makes what, a what paper mache kind of... pair of legs in stirrups that is gigantic. Because and what kind of doctors are they? Because they are obstetricians. Obegynies. OBGYNs. Obegyny. Uh, Obegyny. Oh, my lady. Oh, my darling Clementine. Um. And, you know, he's on thin ice already. He gets expelled from medical school. Okay, but, like, that was hilarious. All the was. doctors were laughing. Um, 
we also see a montage of Patch going through doing goofy things um, and seemingly raising the public's morale. And he ends up going to a uh, meet conference, I guess, um, where he ends up giving a rousing speech in support of meat. Oh, yeah. Right? It's weird. The only reason it's I remember weird. it is because uh, I need to Coach add Beast? a siren whenever we have a Glee cast member. Coach Beast! Sure. Yeah, Dot wee Marie wee Jones, wee Coach wee Beast, wee. is Miss Meat in this As, scene. Uh, Ms. Meat. Go off, Coach Beast. <laughs> Ms. Meat with that shit. I, uh, I have to tell you the story offline because... It involves a client that we have at work that I'm technically not supposed to talk about, so I won't use names. Is it Aaron Rodgers? I wish. That would be dramatic. I I would be like, don't come in the office at all. Stay away. (laughs) We'll Zoom you. Do you think he washes his hair? No. I mean, I don't wash my hair every day. Yeah, me either. But but... I, I mean, I think there's a line between I don't wash my hair every day and I don't bathe. And a lot of celebrities are really towing that line these days. And considering that I'm pretty sure, I'm almost certain Shailene Woodley doesn't bathe based on oh, yeah. her her online musings. What is, oh God. I don't Please. like I don't like to speculate on the personal lives of celebrities. I do. I know you do. Um, but they're just so weird. This is all so weird. It's all so stupid too. Yeah. We're also very timely in our discussions here because it's there, the whole news cycle of Aaron Rodgers passed three weeks ago. You know, it's happy fine. Halloween, everyone. Woo. <laughs> um, so Patch, he, he gets reinstated when they see, oh, wait, treating patients like people is improving their health. What the fuck? Whoa. That's what they said. Yeah, and, and Patch is like, no, you gotta, you gotta be friends with nurses. Don't treat them like little bitches. Treat them like they're the people that make the hospital run, because they do. Um, and learn how to talk to people and treat death with dignity. Maybe even humor. That's right. Laugh. Laugh at this dying woman. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. Don't you know everyone, everyone loves to laugh. to laugh. Oh, they're jumping off of walls. They're doing flips. I have an addendum to our Glee song conversation that we had a couple episodes ago. Yes. Um, I got shamed for saying that I liked the Dream On performance a lot. Oh, by Anna. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get further shamed. I liked the Make Em Laugh performance in Glee a lot. I can't even dignify that with a response. Yeah. You're a William Schuster stay on Dan, and I won't stand for I, it. I've been slowly rewatching it, and you know what? I am. I like Dan, he's a... You know who I like more? The principal. Okay, yeah, he's hilarious. He's very funny. Um, uh, but that Will Schuster talk, that's not allowed. I'm going to have to sage <laughs> my home after this. Straight to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Patch, he, at first, he, he's crushing on this girl, Karim, uh, and she's a she no-nonsense student. She doesn't want any of his shit. 
uh, because she is a woman in film in a Disney movie in the 90s, which means she can only be focused on school until she gets broken down by the constant badgering of the annoying male protagonist. No, nobody wants constant... Go away! He radiates big hug, where's my hug energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh. He radiates more than just where's my hug energy, appearing from behind and giving you a hug <gasps> out of nowhere. That's even worse. <laughs> no. Um, I hate it here. I hate men. <laughs> Gage, I was waiting for his mom outside the bathrooms at the stadium yesterday, and I didn't know that he had um, come up to like wait for us because we were going to leave. And he grabbed my jacket. I thought I was being abducted yesterday. <laughs> what, what, what would you have yelled if you were? No, stop! I'm an adult! I literally didn't even <laughs> yell anything. I just went, <gasps> and then I saw it was him. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God I don't have to try and defend myself today. Uh, I literally so... just peed, peed, so peeing on myself is out of the question. That's what you're supposed to do I'm if gonna, you get abducted. I, yeah, I know. I, I just start going, oh, yes, keep going. Take me. Mm, that that's making me uncomfortable i know but also i am i I am not likely to be abducted people look at me and they're like "Hmm, he seems turbulent he seems mature (laughs) he seems like he would say please stop and we'd have to (laughs) we'd have to let him go abide by his rules (laughs) uh so flash forward to the third year of medical school and Patch has developed an idea for a special uh, type of hospital called the Gesundheit Institute. I know that the viewers can't see my face. But what the fuck? That's the actual name of it. It exists. It's real. I know. I googled it. Um, some of us say Gesundheit unironically. Like, that's just what we were taught to say when people sneeze. Uh-huh. So maybe it's just because I don't think that's really a silly word. <laughs> I, oh, God. So dumb. Okay, it's fine. Ugh. Uh, and Arthur Mendelssohn, who is a wealthy mathematician who he met that's in the, the one hospital. With the fingers with the and the patch. How many fingers? Eight. Yes. You have to unfocus your eyes. And he's the one who gave Patch the name Patch for fixing his cup. Yeah. Mathematician. I thought he was an architect. I'm an idiot. I didn't even realize he had a job. I thought he was just money. Oh, he's just rich. Yeah. Um, Patch purchases 105 acres of West Virginia Green Valley land. Beautiful, truly. Absolutely. And they're going to fucking clear cut it and turn it into a hospital, baby. No, I mean, like, I get it. But also, Um, they're probably going to destroy a lot of people's moonshine, like, barrels. Yeah. Yeah. if If they do that. There's booze in them there hills. Well, okay, there's this, um, well, because the stereotype of Appalachian, West Virginia, is, in fact, drug abuse and inbreeding. Fun fact, another little nibbit for uh, your uh, list of my relationships. uh, What? The guy I met in St. Louis was from West Virginia. (laughs) Oh, was his mom and aunt also from there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
I mean, she was, but they she was not also his aunt. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so they renovate an old, rundown cottage that's in the middle of this farmland into the clinic. And it's it, not even rundown, Dan. It is. It is dilapidated. Yeah. If I was a patient and I was like, well, I need some help and I phone up and they're like, here, come to this address. And I show up and it's Abraham Lincoln's shack (laughs) where he was born. I'm going to be like, I would literally think I was about to get murdered. (laughs) I would rather go into medical debt than go to there. Um, Yeah, I would think I was about to get murdered. Yeah. Turn into yeah. moonshine. It's because a big thing is that the clinic, they do it without requiring insurance. Um, and they also perform Which is comedy great. skits for them. Good. More places should do that. Insurance also shouldn't exist. Hot take. Ooh. Ooh. Dan's hitting us with the with the vibes today. I, I, I can't hit you with my hottest take because people get mad at me when I say it. I want to um, hear it. Can I'll you edit it out? I'll tell you Okay. Um, oh, I but, can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, Patch and Corinne, they turn from friends... To lovers. to lovers you think they ever did anything more than kiss i know they're not real like i know patch is real but corinne isn't but if i was corinne if he tried to like freak with me i think i'd be like no <laughs> i think uh i think the characters at one point tried to do a little more but as corinne attempted to take off robin williams shirt it just kept having another shirt underneath like a comedy no! bit. And he started giggling massively. And he's like... <laughs> Wait. And then eventually she got down and she couldn't tell that there wasn't another shirt because he's so, such a hairy man. Yes, he's like, he I was. can't get this shirt off either. He's like, no, that's not a shirt. That's my chest. And then she w- was like, no, so, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just... I oh, Corinne, girl, there's nothing attractive about Patch Adams. He's such a dweeb. <laughs> Full um, stop. Also, uh, because the character, oh, women can only be serious in films if they have a tragic backstory. The yes, character was molested know? as a child. God. Because and the course. way they worded it, she's like, I've always been pretty. I was like, can we? I know this was written in 1998, but through a 2021 lens, that ain't hitting. Okay, no. <laughs> that ain't hitting. No, no. And I like, mean, molestation she's blaming is very herself, serious. But... Which happens and shouldn't happen. Yeah. Maybe that's the most realistically written thing in the movie. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I think I think it was a cop out to yes. give her a molestation backstory. Oh my yes. god, yeah. Why uh, couldn't she just be driven because she wants to have a good job? Women that's not how women work. Why can't she just be driven because she wants to buy herself a Birkin bag one day? Is that not Women only want careers if they've had troubled childhoods or they're in it for a man, Anna. Don't uh, you know you're this? Right. My God, how could, how could I ever forget? <laughs> Wait, how expensive uh, is a Birkin bag? Oh, uh, $20,000 if it's <gasps> used. Oh, oh. I want one so bad, Dan. I'll He's never get my one. But wallet. I, I fantasize about having a Birkin all the time. That's... Uh. <sighs> I love them. They're they're like limited edition usually, and they're made by Hermes. Jeffrey Star gives uh, them away on okay, his channel I've, sometimes. That's how it's pronounced. I thought it was Hermes. You would. They yeah, could. of course I would. <laughs> I do. Well, I yeah, just got an REI I mean, membership, and I'm over the moon. That's the <laughs> highest level of like fashion quality that I, I say, can go. I say you would. Like I don't shop at Target. Yeah, like. right. Come on. 
Get over yourself. You're not oh. special. You don't know how to pronounce Aramanas? I only know because I used to watch like beauty vloggers talk about it all the time. Say the beauty vloggers. It's Jeffree Star. I'm sorry. Anna, canceled. Um, <gasps> no! So I'm sorry. One, one patient has come into the clinic, Larry Silver. Um, and he's a hot mess, girl. He's a hot mess. He, he's having suicidal thoughts, all that. Um, later he calls the clinic and uh, he's like I'm having trouble I need somebody to come help me and I'm good reach out uh, for help but I the second he called I knew what was going down I said yeah. to Gage I was like oh Corinne's fucking dead huh and then briefly it turns into a psychological horror movie and she gets murdered I just think that's not a good that's a bad portrayal of someone with mental illness and that's honestly a real doctor wouldn't have gone over there. A real doctor probably would have called back and been like, hey, let's talk this out. Can I direct you in a way that we can work this out together until tomorrow morning? Maybe you can come back here and we can is have there a good therapist. That you, is there anyone you're close to who you can yep. call and spend time mm -hmm. with? Or call the police and send them over for a wellness check. Like, yeah. I, it, maybe it's the immaturity of the character, and I'm not saying she deserved to die. I'm just saying that, like... I am. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, in real life, that just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, in real life, I don't know the circumstances of Patch Adams' friend who was murdered. I don't know if it followed yeah, the same true. path. Yeah, true. I'm not trying film. to shade. And I'm not I'm trying not to say shade. that in no. no way am I saying that anyone deserves to be murdered. No. I was just saying the character. Um, if this is how it happened in real life, I think that's even worse. Yeah. Considering that they made up a fake character to replace a real person and then gave them some, like, the same way that they died. That just feels so dirty. Yeah. I, I just assumed that once you said it wasn't, that she wasn't a real character, I just assumed that this death was, fan like, made up as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, this, this I mean. This death was fantasy. Oh, God. This death was fantasy. I just, I mean. I know they really cared for these people, but I just think. In, there is a in, point where self-preservation kicks in. Mm -hmm. In relation to the movie, I think about how in real life, like, doctors don't. I mean, if the doctor makes a house call, it's not going to be because you're having a mental breakdown. You know what I yeah. mean? They're going to send the police or a family member to check on you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, after this happens, Patch goes to what the synopsis I'm reading describes as a cliff, when in reality, it's just a, a, a somewhat steep hill that if he jumped down, he'd just get injured, maybe, um, and, and, and contemplates committing suicide. Uh, and then he asks God, why? And then a butterfly flies by and he's like, I'm fixed! I'm I mean, if a butterfly cured me, I think I'd be a lot better off. <laughs> I love a good butterfly. He sees the butterfly fly past, and then briefly in the distance we hear, Butterfly in the sky, I can, I can fly twice, twice as, high. as high. Take a, Take look. a look, it's in, in a book. book. Reading, Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. And I can cure anything with humor. That's what Patch starts singing. Please no. Uh, and then he's like, great, time to go back and working in her memory. Um, mm -hmm. 
one thing back to the Gesundheit yeah, Institute. Back to the Gesundheit. They're losing money. He's stealing supplies from a hospital. God. Um, he is also operating without a medical license, which is a felony. Yeah. And they also don't have malpractice license or malpractice um, insurance. Insurance, but if they're practicing without a license, isn't that malpractice? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I know that the concept of malpractice isn't malpractice insurance isn't that like if you do something wrong, so people can't sue you or something. Mm-hmm. But that or if doesn't they do seem sue you, smart. the insurance pays for it instead of it. Coming out yeah, of your own I, I pocket. Something feels fishy here, my dudes. Yeah. Um, and the the school attempts to expel him again, which they should be. Um, mm-hmm. And they have complaints that he made patients uncomfortable. Even though that's not the case, he makes patients very comfortable. Dan! I hate it here. Yeah, I hate this movie. Um, <laughs> We're almost there, Dan. We're almost there. So Patch, he, he files a grievance with the state medical board um, on the advice of Philip Seymour Hoffman, once again, performing at a level so much higher than this movie deserves. Yeah, true. Um, he really left it all on stage. I mean, that's also true for any Philip Seymour Hoffman performance in a bad movie. Um Punch Drunk Love isn't even a bad movie. It's just not a great movie, and he's great in it because he's great I in everything. Not seen that movie? Um, me either, but I've seen clips of it on Twitter, mm, and that's classic. all that matters. Um, so the movie ends like all '90s period pictures end with a courtroom scene uh, with Patch defending himself um, against the board, and he convinces the board that they have to treat the spirit as well as the body. It's such bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, also, Patch's way of treating the spirit after he does, he, he is allowed to graduate and everything. Um, his way of treating the spirit is by letting uh, an old woman swim in a pool of spaghetti. I, Dan, when I tell you, okay, okay, this reminds me. So that woman, her roommate in the hospital is an old man, right? Yes. And they wake him up from a dead sleep. And they have blo- with like something loud, wasn't it? I don't even remember yeah. what. How did that man not die? Maybe he was dead, and they revived him with that noise. Wow, that's medicine, truly. Hey, I mean, if a butterfly flies past, anything can happen. Oh, you're right. But the woman with the noodles, she could like <laughs> she. Uh, if that's her dream, I have many more questions that could probably only be answered by. Uh, a licensed psychologist at the I least. Know. Noodles! Like, what <laughs> incarnation is this? Uh, Why? So Why? At the graduation, Patch, he gets his diploma, uh, and he's naked under his gown. Oh and my god. We get Jeez. the what happened to everything. The Zuntite Institute, it's real, it exists, blah blah blah, he's treating people. They haven't worked on it since, like, 1985, though. Yeah. Um, the okay, not really, but still. 2001, maybe. It feels like 1985. I don't know. And that's the movie. What a trek, Dan. I feel like we barely actually talked about the movie. Yeah, well, because that means we would have to think about the movie. Oh, it was not good. Y'all, it was... The actors themselves, talented. The script, 
trash. Not. Not talented. Uh, Before we were recording, Anna and I were talking about our alcohol preferences. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was saying how I just like my drinks to be sweet, sweet, super sweet, sweet as hell. Teeth rotting, I don't need enamel sort of sweet in order for me to enjoy Diabetes inducing, yes. This movie was so dripping in corn syrup. How dripping was it? (laughs) So dripping that they needed a wet floor sign. Hey! (laughs) I don't know what comedian voice I was trying to do there. That's not what Johnny Carson sounded like at all. Um, Or I guess the host of Match Game, Gene Rayburn. I don't know. Your your microphone yeah, is I off. Yeah, I did. I muted myself accidentally. I was so shook by your your comedian voice. Hey, it's me. I do humor times. Hey. Um. It's not. It's so. It's like all the stereotypes of a movie attempting to be a family inspirational sort of movie. This checks all the boxes and then goes back and checks them again, and then goes back and checks them a third time. I was exhausted, uh, Dan. And it's just the the dialogue between the characters. They're all treating I'm going to say the character of Patch Adams because I assume the real life Patch Adams isn't like this. He is a licensed doctor who did mm-hmm. not practice without a license. Um they treat him like he's some sort of like misunderstood genius they really Medical do god i he's so insufferable throughout the I whole know. thing i know he's just so i mean yeah he's insufferable he just seems like a really he seems pretentious like he just seems like a jerk yeah and not even like a jerk that's outwardly a jerk like somebody who doesn't think they're a jerk and just talks down to everybody everyone. loves him yeah i know a few of those man. yeah Present and accounted for. It's not for. you, Dan. <laughs> Dan wa- really wants everything to be about him. Well, it's yeah. not you, Dan. <laughs> um, and the, the other characters of the movie, aside from Patch, they all exist, save for, I guess, the Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they exist so that they can stand there and shake their head or laugh at something that Patch says and treat him like literally. A None of like, them are, are have anything that we should care about. Corinne in this story exists only for Patch to save her. Yes, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Just let a woman be a doctor because she wants to be a doctor. Thanks. The doctor is a woman. What? <gasps> a woman doctor? They said it could never be done. We successfully surgically created a woman doctor. It's 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got some trivia in case you want. Love it. I'm ready. Uh, Patch Adams was in his 20s when he entered medical school. He wasn't yep. 47. Mm-hmm. Like a normal non or like a normal traditional college student. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Good piece of trivia. The children in the scenes, the cancer-stricken mm-hmm. children, I guess, in those scenes, were actually Make-A-Wish children. Oh, okay. That's very cute. That's very sweet. It's That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, one point back. The movie's not a total <laughs> loss. Um, 
Patch Adams has a cameo in the movie. Yes. Uh, at the end is one of the... the um, is he on the board of... The medical board or is he one of the professors he's, or something? He's one of the professors because he's sitting in the, like, in the um, hall watching, but he's, like, in the front row. I know because Gage goes, I think that's Patch Adams in the front row. <laughs> in um, that voice, too. Bill Murray declined the role of Patch. Yes. Good for him. Good for you. Um, so did Tom Hanks, right? Uh, he Yeah, he did. Or he was considered, yep. but he was in Saving Private Ryan at the time. Mm. Um, Gage made fun of me because I said isn't Matt Damon in that movie and he said he's Private Ryan and I said no he's not you fool I thought you are a fool I thought it was Tom Hanks <laughs> he's the saving he's doing I thought he was saving himself okay I don't know what That's I thought I thought it was about meta. I thought it was an internal journey you know I thought it was um, an emotional thing I will say, I think that both Bill Murray and Tom Hanks' agents were better than Robin Williams' agents at picking roles I mean, in good movies. Tom Hanks. It was just the anniversary of Sleepless in Seattle, Dan. I know. I was oh. going through my reviews. Five stars. I still yeah. stand by it. It's a five-star movie. Hell yes. I listened to a podcast that he was interviewed on for two hours. Tom Hanks is so enjoyable just to hear talk, to hear him tell stories. Oh, I know. He's great. I love him. What a good man. He is a exhibit on how to not father, though. How to not parent. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Colin is fine. Colin is fine. He he did do Dexter, which is pretty cool. And I've never seen him act, I realize. Or oh. he's in Fargo. I've seen yeah, Fargo. Yeah, he's, he's in Dexter. He's like the... Um, Ten Commandments killer, I think. Uh-huh. It's pretty fucking gruesome, but it's a good season. Uh, Robin Williams played a doctor in five movies in the 90s. Um, this? Awakenings. Okay, I don't know her. Nine Months. What mm-hmm, Dreams May Come and Goodwill Hunting. Oh. The last one's a stretch. He's got his doctorate, but he's not like a medical doctor. Still a doctor. Okay. Wait, is he not a doctor? No, he is. He's like a doctor professor. Like, he's uh, a psychiatrist. Okay. Mm. But he's teaching. He's not, like, working with patients. Mm. Uh, God, Matt Damon was so hot in that movie. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I think that Matt... This is unrelated to the movie. I think that Matt Damon should only be in films where his character is in the title. And it's a three-word title. Good Will Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, uh, The Born the Identity, The Born Trilogy series. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> the Martian. What's his name in that movie? I don't know. I, the Jimmy Mar- The words. Martian, comma, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, downsizing with Matt. I don't know. Um, I think and- I told you this already, but. Every time we talk about Matt Damon, I just think of the, I'm fucking Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that too, Team America. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. And last fun piece of info. Um, Mm -hmm. Ron Williams voiced the genie in Aladdin, and then Alan Tudyk voiced Yago in the new Aladdin. Oh, hi, Alan. 
Yeah. Um, I was going to say, he did not voice the. <laughs> did not voice he did not voice Will original. Smith. I was like, please. No, I was thinking of um, Gilbert Gottfried voice Iago, and I was like, Alan Tudyk did not. But then I realized. <laughs> um, yeah, so the real Patch Adams never practiced without a medical license. Good. I mean, uh, bare minimum never, Twitter's quaking. He never stole from a hospital. Bare minimum again. Uh, as we mentioned, his friend was a close friend, not mm-hmm. a romantic interest. Okay. Um, he was in his 20s when the movie came, when he entered medical school. Okay, I would say when the movie came out. Yeah, he was in his 20s. Shocking. Um, well, he's eternally 25. He was upset that the film cut out the aspects of his life uh, about his activism because uh, he's very active in promoting health a healthcare model that is not funded by insurance policies. Yes. Um, I saw that when I was reading about him. Yeah, and the basically didn't explain. They just made the Gazuntite Institute make it se- them seem like a bunch of like hippie doctors or like renegade doctors that were flying by night when that's not the case. Yeah, They're it did kind of seem like that. Doctors. Um and he was upset because the movie made somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. uh, and none of that money went towards him to fund the gazuntite institute oh you would have thought that some of that movie would have went to the um to the gazuntite institute so they could actually get it up off the ground yeah right um in a, a quote in an interview uh robin williams salary was 21 million dollars for the movie um he said he made $21 million for four months of pretending to be me in a very simplistic version and did not give $10 to my free hospital. Ooh. If Ooh. I had Robin's money, I'd have given all the $21 million to a free hospital in a country where $80 million cannot get care. He, however, was not anti-Robin Williams. Like it, wasn't, it was just, that was his example. He said, I think Robin is compassionate, generous, and funny. Uh, I like to think that's who I am. And so I think he was the only actor I wanted to play me. And I think he did a fabulous job. He was upset with the situation and the lack yeah. of support that his institution received. Yeah, I would say I'd be more upset with like the people. Because I don't know. If I was Robin Williams, I doubt it would even cross my mind. I would have probably, unfortunately, assumed that some part of the money was going to be going to the moon. Like, or, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of times with those true stories... Money's not going to go to those people. They're just making a yeah. story about you because you're cool. They're not going to donate to your charity. Yeah, like Disney, because it's based off of a book that Patch Adams co-wrote. So they mm-hmm. paid for the rights for that, but that's it. That's a one-time yeah. thing. You don't get any of the profit. Yeah. And Hollywood accounting means there never actually is profit on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as a Doogie Hauser style Patch Adams? There's no room for him in this film, Daniel. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, sorry, I paused to drink some water. No, it's fine. Because I was so parched from the mere mention of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, um, I, 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 I really don't think there's room for him in this film, Dan. Well, what about you? George Clooney is a hot Patch Adams? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell then, yeah. Then I would at least understand why all the characters are in awe of him throughout the movie. He's, 
curing people with his hotness. Right? He he looks at you, gives a wry smile and a chuckle. Are you kidding me? My leg would grow back. Mm -hmm. He also, he was playing a doctor on ER at this time. Perfect (laughs) transition. Oh my God. Hot 1998 George Clooney. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Cast him in my bed, damn it. God, I'm still <laughs> thinking about him in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I don't know why, but he's so hot in that movie. I know why. Because he's George Clooney. Because he's George Clooney. I said that. There. I know. I guess I should have realized that he's always hot. Ugh. Why is this hot man hot? Literally. I don't get it. Um, I guess I got one more question for you, Anna. Okay, I'm ready. On a scale of one to five, magical butterflies that cure depression. What do you give this film? It's a one. I'm sorry. Don't it apologize. It was like not unenjoyable, but it was so stupid. Like yeah. it just. This I don't know. Is a I'd bad rather movie hear about in in yeah. the worst sense of a. I'd bad rather movie. hear about the actual story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd rather watch a documentary about this. Yeah. Which, if you're making a dramatized version of a story, that kind of seems like you're failing. Yeah. It's the whole addition of a significant other for no reason is too much. Yeah. Um, Like. I agree. Uh, I am giving it one and a half out of five. So somehow I I have a higher rating than you. I'm impressed, Dan. Philip Seymour Hoffman is a whole one of those stars and then the rest of the movie gets a half star um all i can say is that if you're looking to watch a 90s based on a true story film there are plenty others that you could pick from yeah like quiz show no dan you had me then you lost me we're not watching quiz show next thank god don't worry because it's christmas time coming up Woo! so Next week and the week after and the week after, uh, we are going to be diving deep into uh, Anna's, I imagine, at one point, television father figure. Yeah. Uh, Tim I, Allen. I love Tim Allen. I know he's a mess. I uh? like him. <sighs> I we're, talking like about, Tim we're talking about the Santa Claus films. So we're starting with Woo! the Santa Claus then Santa Claus 2, the Mrs. Claus, and then the Escape, the Escape Claus. Claus. Woo! So I hope you're starting to feel holly and jolly. because that's I am feeling holly to. and jolly. I'm not, but that's because it's weird that it's not cold here. I need to get used to that. Well, you know, Dan, I can send you some snow. Mail me snow, please, in an envelope. I will mail you some snow in an envelope. Don't you worry about it. They could get to the post office and they're just going to have a soaking wet envelope and I can't read the address on it. And they're like, what They're going to be like, fifth one today. (laughs) Throw it in the wet pile. Ew. Just a sopping wet pile of envelopes. Ew. Um, The pile of snow envelopes. If you want to support our show, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. Uh, or you could follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at inconclusionpodcast. If you want to find me, I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and I'm on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Oh, Anna. Oh, Dan. Where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram at AdamusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. Dan. Anna. I had my very first not-a-person-I-know LinkedIn request. <gasps> like, it was somebody who was connected to somebody else I know. Okay. And they commented on my post and added me. I was like, is this being a celebrity? <laughs> Am I better than everyone? Literally me at my desk. Um, Today I did call myself a baddie and my boss said, I'm proud of you. Keep that energy up. And I said, thanks, Jamal. Well, if you want to hear more from that baddie, tune Woo! in next week for Santa, the Santa Claus. Santa I cannot Claus. wait. Um, again, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hopefully it is uneventful for you. Oh, I mean, it's always, you know how people always have horror stories about yeah, Thanksgiving. I, I hopefully hope no nothing, drama. hopefully just good vibes, man. Mm -hmm. I hope none of your family is anti-vax. Yes. I hope is, your whole family is vaccinated this time. That is my season. hope for everyone every week. Yep. Me too. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and guess what? Get vaccinated. Bye-bye. that you could buy Bush's baked bean swag. <laughs> A Creative Land podcast.